Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. It's that time of the week again. Happy Tuesday, everybody! Time for the Jack Links Beef Turkey. 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. How <laughs> you going there, Beefstock? Uh, I, you know what I was thinking? What? Um, First time for everything? So, in fact, I probably do too much thinking, do, if oh, anything. Oh, yeah, okay. Not enough doing. Oh, fair fair enough. To, or I'm constantly thinking. You're spending a lot of time in the car uh, nowadays, so that's a lot long of time, time to think. Thinking, uh, well, a bit of ABC radio these days. Gets you thinking. Oh, God. Well, at times, mostly irritated. Really? No, nah, no, actually, the show I listen to on that's quite, is more just sort of fun, who's, quite lighthearted. Who's doing ABC in the afternoons? Nowadays. Well, it mixes up. When I'm driving out to uh, the Bolo Romsey, mostly it's Jacinta Parsons, I think no, her I don't name know is. Jacinta Parsons. She's yeah. quite good value, actually. Is she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is she level? They're, they're, they're all compulsory left-wingers. Uh, compulsory? But, uh, but, um, the ABC, Rob. But it's... Um, like uh, this show. She's, she's a, a fun, easy-going person, and they just good. talk about silly stuff. But anyway, that's not what I was... I was thinking about something else. Yeah. Because I don't know if you noticed, but it's horrendously wintry out there. It is. And I, I mean, thought, we're not that far away from the shortest day of the year. It's only like two or yeah. three weeks. So. Yeah. Well, basically, I think it's it's too cold here, so I thought maybe tomorrow I might just go to the Northern Hemisphere. Fair enough. And uh, and get out, get into some... Well, it was quite wet over there on the weekend, because the... Uh... But not cold, though. Well... It's, it's not cold the same... in the south of France, near Lyon. <laughs> right, okay yeah. then. Yes. Valence, actually, is where I'm going. Yeah. Valence? Yeah. That's a thing you put around the bottom it's of the bed. Well, it's, well, this is it's also a town. In, it's a town. Just a, near... it, what's in Valence, Rob, that's um, worth seeing? That's where my friend Jordan has oh, currently okay. moved to. Well, he's at, a, they're at their, his in-law's house. So apparently going to be away when I get oh, there. Oh, good. So you won't have to talk French to him? No. In fact, well, I've met them. Oh, okay. And they have some English, but yep. over there, I think I would certainly be obligated to try and speak French. Ah. But, um, and I would do very poorly. That's all right. I'm a little worried about navigating myself around from uh, the Leon. I have to go from the. I'm flying into Leon and then training. I have to get a little. Oh, you got to get tra- trained into into the city first, and then yeah. change, and then get another one to Valence. Okay. Bit annoying. I drove. I landed in France, in Paris, and drove to Lyon instead. Apparently, they're mental. The drivers there. Oh, nah, mate. We've driven in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Come enough. On. The French are never <laughs> nothing compared to the Dubaians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't. Yeah, well, it's been a little while since the old right-hand drive. Mm. I reckon I could kind of switch over nowadays. It depends as well. In France, there's a lot of um, toll motorways. Right. So if you want to stay on the motorway, you can. It just costs an arm and a leg to get yeah. around. Yeah, I thought I'd just do it this way. Just try yeah. it. Yeah. No, F- 50 bucks well, on EasyJet. You should enjoy that. So it's your last show for three weeks or three, so. Three and a bit weeks, I think. Yeah. So oh. we're, I'm trying to organise a uh, sub. You've you got, you got it sorted, haven't you? Of course I've got it sorted, Rob. Yeah. You know me. Easy. People lining up to take this quickly, spot. Quickly yeah, write yeah. notes. Get sub for next week. Yeah, yeah. Effortlessly replaced. Yeah. And uh, I, I just... It's freezing here. Why is it so cold? It's mental. I don't... I, I tell you what. Like, remember... So, you remember last Tuesday when they were saying it was going to snow on the outskirts yeah, of Melbourne yeah, and then yeah. I was playing golf the next morning? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good test. Brisk month. It was brisk. <laughs> I had I had my trousers, obviously trousers on, um, and.
And then, uh, yeah, I did decide to put pants on for the day. Thermal shirt over the top and uh, another uh, long sleeve T-shirt, jumper, golf shirt. No, golf shirt, then jumper. And then I pulled out the old 365 Days of Sport New Balance, big black. Oh, yeah. what a coat that is. Dug into that and pulled out the Sheffield Boxing Arena uh, ticket was sitting in there still. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've worn it since it's a trip. Since Sheffield? Yeah, and uh, there was the, the gloves were still in it. Nice. And, uh, and the little woolen hat which are all very handy. I didn't need the gloves, obviously, but mm. you can't play golf like that. Anyway, it was the monthly medal. I came second, actually. Wow. Uh, but that was because it rained. So I was like putting through puddles and stuff. Uh, that's, a, that's illegal, Rob. What do you mean? <laughs> Don't you they mean? call it off if there's puddles on the green? Nah, that's a uh, push through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> push through. Yeah. It's frowned upon when you have to chip over the puddles on the green. Well, I didn't. I putted through them. And yeah. you wouldn't. I did not three putt the entire round. Oh, so that's what I was you need. On, I was on fire with this puddle putting. Um, And so I finished with an 86, which, given the conditions, was pretty Pretty good good. effort. And that was good enough for second equal. Out of three. Uh, It was a small, smaller field, but it was about 18. So what happens? Financially reimbursed for second, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to. You get it. You got an account at the club, and they just put money on your account. Nice. And so I've actually bought money in the last four times in a row. Just coming second, third all almost the time. Almost a professional, people. Yeah, yeah, just consistent. Well, but what's quite cunning, right, is I keep just playing to my handicap or maybe one under or just right on it. Yeah. So my handicap's not really not going anywhere. That's not But I can I can easily play to it. Or not easily, but I, I, sh- I mean, to, yeah. at some point I'm going to shoot a 74 or something. And then that's it. It's and it's going to smash it down yeah. and I'll, yeah, then I'll be screwed. Mm. Or I just get better beef. Well, that's the aim of the game. But still, the back to the worries off the tea beef. No good. No good at all. It's swinging too hard, Rob. You're swinging too hard. I'm really. If you actually watch, I'm not. Oh, okay. Uh, well, perhaps swing harder then. Maybe I am. I don't know. I, I think I don't think it's hard or soft. I reckon it's, it's rhythm. If, if right. you're just doing the same swing back, same speed both ways, that's the key. If you're accelerating, then doesn't work. Well, hopefully you'll get out on the French links, and that might. Yeah, sort I've got a couple. I've got a round lined up in France. Beautiful. And I might play up in Scotland, maybe. Nice. Yeah. I got a mate who's the, like general manager of uh, St Andrews. I think you did mention yeah. that. I haven't talked to him for a long time, but okay. uh, I think he is. How still. far is St Andrews from Edinburgh? Uh, Scotland's all drivable within hours. Once you're up there? Yeah, it's not very far. Okay. I don't know exactly where St Andrews well, is. Well, I quite like play St Andrews, although that's a good course to be wayward on. It's pretty open. Yeah, it's very open. Yeah, yeah. I, I know this from playing, I've played a virtual golf many times. <laughs> And when you you think you've oh I've missed two I missed it by two fairways and then you've still got a pretty good shot in yeah oh um, well good luck with that hopefully you will get it to the home of golf and been a long long time since the big trek beef feels like it's been a long long time you and me both yeah you and me both I, I hear that well fortunately for me yeah or unfortunately I don't know which way it is yet Rob I'm going to be honest okay um. But you're going to throw it out there anyway? I it's a bit of a speculative Hail Mary. There's big news on the weekend. Okay. Like big news. The biggest news ever possible. Right. Especially in my lifetime. Oh, I know what this is. I just came across this today. I'll let you. I, well, won't, I, won't, I won't spoil it. I'm in a predicament at the minute, Rob. Yeah. That I might have to go to Qatar. Okay. In November. <laughs> because the unthinkable has happened and Wales actually qualified for a World Cup. I did come across this. Now, it's difficult to get to Qatar in my situation. I'm not going to yeah. quite go into that, but uh, I'm going to have to find a way, though, Rob. Yeah. I always promised myself yeah. I would never, ever go to a Football World Cup 
unless Wales qualified. Yep. And they've just gone and... Gone and done it. Gone and done it. In fact, the uh, Russian-Belarus-Wales axis of evil came yep. to the fore mm-hmm. and knocked over those poor Ukrainians. Yeah. Stopped them qualifying for the World Cup. I, stopped. Saw, I heard about that. So we stopped giving the uh, rest of the world hope, fortunately um, for us. So maybe you could stow away on a ship or something. Yeah. I'm not sure many ships are going to Qatar. No. It takes a while. That's a good three or four weeks stowing away. Okay. I know I'm, I'm, no, I'm probably portly. not worth it. Yeah. I'll have to take a lot of beef jerky. Sure. To keep me going. Yeah, yeah. That's a big pack. That's a travel pack. But was, was it, because I don't know anything about the game, but yeah. I, I did see you naming and shaming someone for, for saying, from I made a comment post from 2013 or something. 2011, saying, talk sports, saying, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say this, Wales are never ever going to qualify for the World Cup. Why don't they just join up with England and Scotland and we just do it again? That's Great Britain. Great Britain. Yeah. And uh, Beef's gone through. Yes. He said, oh, is that so? Hey, I've uh, held on to that uh, grab for a long time. I've been waiting for my moment. 11 years. So, so if you didn't know the news, Wales did knock over Ukraine in the final European qualifying spot for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Basically, Gareth Bale swung in a free kick and we couldn't even score, Rob. They had to score for us. I'm right. So that's enough. Okay. And our goalkeeper absolutely had a blinder. Okay. So he saved, and they, they've tallied it up, nine unbelievable saves. Okay. To keep us in the game. Yeah. So in terms of that. <laughs> yeah. So the World Cup, so you're a shoe in for the cup then. Is that what you're saying? It's good as ours, Rob. Yeah. It's as good as ours. Yeah, yeah, so our group, weirdly enough, is we've got England. Yeah. USA. Yeah. And Iran. England, USA, and Iran. In the same group. That's a strange group. It is a strange group, but yeah. uh, quietly confident about that one. Yeah. I, I don't know about England, but the other two. Yeah, you beat USA. Should beat USA, and we should beat Iran, to be honest. Yeah, yeah right. Ooh, yeah. you got to get in the top two. So it'll be uh, be interesting. We play England first, I think. Okay. So uh, Well, I mean, if, if there's going to be something for the Welsh to go mental about, that will be the one. If, yeah. If that oh, happens. yeah, yeah. Although saying that, we had them in the... And England being England at World Cups, there's a good chance they won't. They, they could lose, actually. Um, they do all right in the groups. It's when they get it's to when the, they get the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So what normally happens is when we're in the same group together in uh, in these these things is we'll lose to England, we'll mm. win the other two, yeah, and then they'll lose in the first like knockout game to Iceland, yeah, or, that's right, or Norway or someone rubbish yeah. like that. Yeah. So hopefully, if uh, history repeats itself, we'll get to the semis and England will be embarrassed mm-hmm. by a minnow, Good. Puerto Rico or <laughs> Costa Rica or something like that. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to this now. That's a great little addition. Yep. So oh. it's going to be a busy time because uh, the World Cup literally kicks off about a week after the 2020 World Cup finishes. So we've got that here. Yeah. And then it rolls straight into the oh, World Cup November great. I'm time. I'm not used to all this crazy sporting back-to-backness. Mm. And that'll so, be just on the back of, obviously, there'll be the AFL Grand Final. will be just after that, the cricket thing, will it? And then there'll be also the horse racing going on. Same spring time. Carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a bumper October, November. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, can't wait, really. Just And like I said, Wales haven't qualified for World Cups in 1958. And then, in all fairness, we didn't even qualify for that. We got invited in at the last minute because they, I think they kicked out Yugoslavia or right. Hungary or something at the time to let us go in. So um, Booted them. Yeah. So the games will be on like sort of, uh, what, 10 at night, kind um, of mid- midnight kind of thing? three games a day and I think... I think I think England Wales is a six a.m. here, and I think that's an early game. So I think they're like six ten and one. Oh, so they're really? really nice. 
I thought they'd be on like sort of the oh no, I was thinking of Indian time, so that's more Dubai time over there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. There's only they're yeah. only up the road. I yeah. think actually, you're talking to my mates on the weekend. A lot of their those guys because the prices in Qatar are ridiculous because FIFA have booked every hotel room yep. to try and sell packages. So my mates are already looking into basing themselves in Dubai and just flying from Doha to Dubai and just spending. And then you can have a drink in Dubai as well. A bit of a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any alcohol in the whole of Qatar? I think I think it's a similar type deal right. to UAE. You can it's hotels. Is there talk of them being more flexible in regard to stadium and uh, supply? Apparently not. Apparently not. It's going to be hotel based, and they're they're going to be looking. They've already came out and said if you're drunk in public, you are going to jail, mm. and there is the possibility of death penalty. Right. <laughs> That's not really worth it, is it? Normally, a lot of my mates in Wales go, "Oh yeah, it's not going to happen to me." Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, uh, just having a look, quick look at the uh, schedule for our times, Rob. England-Iran, which is the first game in Group B. I thought it was us, but we got USA first. That's a midnight start, and then there's it's midnight, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Oh, and there's some games at 9 p.m. our time, so they're a bit all over the place. So but it's more like South Africa time. Yeah. No good. No, it's a bit of a night uh, night stuff. So there is an early game at 9 p.m., then there's a midnight game, then there's a 3 a.m. game and a, and a 6 a.m. game. So. But, of course, you'll be there, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll be playing. I'll be, I'll be the kit man. No jet lag if you're already there. That's it, unless you're flying in and out from Dubai. Well, that's Apparently. exciting, Beef. Good for, good for if, you. If we only had friends in Dubai still that we could kind of camp with, it would be great, wouldn't it? They're still there, I think. The, the Watsons? Yeah, the Watsons are still there. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Nice to know. <laughs> the kids are a bit older now. They, yeah, might, have been, they might be three now, too. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah but uh, our base, they've uh, they've moved back to Brisbane, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that was some time ago, wasn't it? Yes, they've been yeah. there a few years now. So there you go. So I'm happy. Uh, that was uh, very spectacular. Yeah. It was a well, 2 right. start. Hawthorne lost by four points. Couldn't run down Collingwood. My horse race multi. Usual story. Five out of six came in. Oh. And the one that had placed came fourth. That was, I, that was uh, worth 1,200 bucks. I went to the uh, went to the boxing on Sunday. That was quite oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, I was working. Old Tom Gleason 40. come in and had a bit of a oh, chat. Oh, did he? Yeah. How is Tom? Bit of banter with Tom. He's yeah. going well, yeah. Is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bit, of a, bit of an election party the other night. Really? He said. God, that was... Well, it wasn't celebrating. He sort of he didn't, wouldn't disclose which end of the spectrum he was, was on. He, didn't he put his hand up to be an MP or something? I don't think so, no. Okay. I thought that was uh, part of his... I'd be very surprised. That might okay. be... If, if, as a piss take, maybe, like yeah, his yeah, gold, yeah, gold Logie was the same yeah. thing. Um, you should ask him to I bring can't. his gold logie in to show you at the shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I have a look I'd at your gold to log- <laughs> logie, Tom? Yeah, he'd just have it in his back pocket. Just yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Type of thing you do, though. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I went to the boxing. Apparently, there's a massive shortage of socks for men in Melbourne. Really? Yeah. Well, I actually do need more socks again. Because a lot of these people at the boxing on yeah. Saturday, they, I think they wash their jeans in very hot temperatures as well because the jeans yeah. are far too tight okay no socks yeah and a surfeit of man bags every oh. other type they're going for that sort of look going for that type of look no socks man bags really tight jeans i i understand uh people make fashion choices but surely logistics have to override um i mean the no socks thing is uh, Weird. at this time of year it's yes. very cold and just the idea for me not wearing socks with shoes it just doesn't feel right. No. It, one time I tried to wear, you know, because I've got those ankle high ones for my sports yeah, shoes yeah, if yeah. I'm playing tennis or yeah. going around the golf course in the summertime. And I tried to wear them once when I'd run out of socks with my ankle high boots so they were under the... Oh, oh awful feeling. Right. Doesn't feel, doesn't feel right, Beef. No. 
And, and, and the thing is, well, I don't see the, uh, the benefit in terms of wanting to be more appealing to the opposite sex. Uh, are men's ankles really something that, that women are fantasizing about? I don't know. I'm not a woman, Rob. Well, well I, I would be making an assertion, an assumption, a guess that they're not too faced no. by, by the men's ankles. In fact, women by and large are far more forgiving of, of uh, how men tend to present themselves. Yeah. I would, I would suggest. But the, the man bag look as well is confusing. It doesn't even what, look good. Well, what is it like? To tell you what else is apparently coming back is the old uh, the belt bag. The belt bag. Yeah, you know what are they called? What are they, fanny pack. Oh, the or bum bag. Bum bag. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see any that, that, bum sort of bags coming or back. fanny packs, as they say in America. Yeah, I don't. I can't say that. That's hard fanny to say. Fanny packs. That. Um, so no, these are genuine. New Zealand was a belt bag. Okay. So so it's like like a purse. Kind of like a small purse. And it's on a diagonal over the shoulder. A lot of, of the diagonals, yeah. But is it sort of hipsterish, like sort of a leathery type of thing? No. Or? This, and this is at the boxing, though. Yeah, this is at the boxing. And this. No, so I'm envisioning. With generally the, branded like Louis Vuitton or Gucci or one of those yeah. as well. It just looks ridiculous. Okay. I'm not sure what you're keeping in there either. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Because the people who are wearing man bags aren't putting their phones in their man bags because they permanently have their phones in their hands. Okay. So, I don't know what's in the man bag, Rob. There's some bad habits out there, aren't there, Beef, going down at the yeah. moment. I was complaining Perhaps about I'm just showing my age, Rob. Well, but, no, but that's because you're showing them the right way. They're, they're the ones making the mistakes that yeah. need some guidance, Beef. Yeah. And we've discussed many times that you could be a, a guiding light. <laughs> I'll tell you what, In all variety of ways. I'm going to tell you now as well. Marvel Stadium. Yeah. When you've got 43 plus thousand blokes mm. in one spot and drinking is heavily encouraged mm. you need more than 10 toilets come on there's more than that there i've on, been there on the floor oh. i was on the ground mm. there was 10 portaloos not it? for the 40 000. but you go under the stand surely what just willy-nilly no, under no, but the there's, there's i went to u2 there yeah there was no shortage of toilets beef they had 10 for the people on the on the floor they had 10 portaloos so how long is the queue for that 25 minutes a 25 minute queue for the toilets and i try to thought i try to be clever went up to the level one and thought oh I'll nip in there and make my, a lot easier they're closed well they try and split it in terms of quality half and half women and men whereas there's 95 percent men at this thing yeah sure <laughs> big queues in the toilets up there as well like bigger queues sounds disastrous beef I think a lot of these tickets they sold had beverage packages as well. So the people that were sitting, I was sitting next to, one guy, he just went up and got drinks every 10 minutes. Packet of four, packet just of four, packet of four, just kept charging in. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Yeah. So there was a lot of alcohol consumed at this mm-hmm. thing. Considering the were first people behaving fight, themselves? Um, Any fights around the fight? Afterwards, apparently. Okay. Outside the stadium, there was uh, fights. What was the rivalry about? I don't know. It didn't make any no. sense. Generally, they don't make a lot of sense. No, and uh, Cambosis has a lot of Greek followers, and yeah. uh, there were quite a few uh, Greek flags there. Yeah, so you and I believe, from what I've read, I don't know. Some Greek. derogatory comments about the Greek were made? Possibly, yeah. yeah. It could be a Greek-Croat uh, thing or a right. Serbian-type deal. I'm not sure. Yeah. But there were apparently a lot of fights going on outside, in the rain as well, outside the venue. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, but on the, whole, on the whole, inside the venue, it was quite well behaved. Okay. This just makes me laugh. We've got to go and watch some people fight. Yeah. And then afterwards, let's have a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you let's just go at it. Start swinging, 
munt each other. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're grown men uh, who, I, who um, should know better. Yeah. But, no, it was a good day, no. actually, because the first fight was at 9.05 a.m., Mm. So I got there quite early. They didn't open the gates till 9am, which is a bit weird. No, fantastic. It was good to see 45,000 people at boxing. Mm-hmm. It was a good day, but uh, two of the best fighters going around. Unfortunately for Australian fight fans, he got schooled big time. Yeah. He did uh, Cambosos. I heard he was pretty well beaten. Yeah. Um, Every time he tried to get in, the Haney just picked him off and he couldn't get near him really. So, But there you go. But came to that the night before, another guy that they thought was the best in the world got beat by a Welshman. Ah, just comes around to the Welsh again. Yeah, Welshman on Saturday night. Good weekend for you. It was a good weekend for Wales. Fantastic. So the Japanese Agawa, uh, I don't know what weight they are, like Welder, I think, Mm -hmm. who came in unbeaten. Mm -hmm. And uh, the young Welsh lad, well, he's not young, he's 30, picked him off in the second round, just knocked him out cold. Mm -hmm. Massive upset. What did you think of the cricket test match? Great. Good test match. It was, a, it was good, good, exciting. Good to see a bit of balance but, uh, for once in the bowler's favour. Yeah. I think it was well, bad batting yeah. as well. It's a little bit, well, it's hard to say exactly. I mean, poor old Colin de Gronholm. Um, <laughs> well, he's the day. only one who made any runs in the first, you know, well, yeah. what, he's 40 or not 40, out or something. Yeah. He had probably one of the worst oh, days of test was, cricket ever. Yeah. Huh? I mean, the two sort of turning points, really, that in mm. the batting, hit that crazy, lazy run out just started the collapse. <laughs> Yeah. And then, uh, and that, oh. Really, only overstep. only four people made runs in the whole test, didn't they? Yeah. Like, and this runs. is the one thing I'm quite com- pleased about for New Zealand. There's no way in the next test that Conway, Latham, and Williamson will all fail again yeah, yeah, in both yeah. innings. It just won't happen. Yeah. So, uh, look, and uh, I think, I think Bracewell's coming in for old, old CDG. I don't understand why Matt Henry didn't play at Lord's. Is he in the squad? Yeah, Matt, he was fielding. You don't understand why? Because, yeah. because you've Selby and Bolton Jamison. Yeah. I don't know. I know you're a big fan of I him, but it's, it's because him. the only time you've seen him play is he's when got, he took. He's, he's got took, wickets. So, but before that, he had an average of 52. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, but. Uh, you only your last test and he got. He's, he's Wagner's ahead of him. As well. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe, I mean, maybe what the. Probably the one they shouldn't have played in the end, but that was—I mean, if it, may, if it had gone for five days, oh, Patel have, could have been a yeah. factor. But instead, he came and bowled a few hours, got tonked, and that's yeah. that was his I mean, contribution. Same with England, really. I mean, Leach in got injured in the yeah, first yeah, half yeah. an hour of the match yeah. and got replaced by the leggy who I've never really rated, to be honest. But yeah. I mean, he didn't. Re- How many overs he bowled in the test? Six, eight, or something? Yeah, six, six. Or I mean, he's not—he's not quite good enough either. People have got raps on him, but. Mm. He just bowls too slow, unfortunately. Yeah. Just yeah, it's difficult. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the test and Joe Root, fantastic. Did he give a chance in the second innings? I don't think he did. Don't did think he? so. Yeah, it's pretty clean. A couple, Have you seen... a couple of inside edges went past oh, the stumps, yeah, I think, or definitely one. Did you see the footage of him with his hovering bat? Yeah, <laughs> that's gone a bit viral. Yeah. I did see but that. But anyway, one. he is a he is a bit of a magician. Um, um so I was obviously planning to go to the test matches over there. Um So you should. Uh they're sold out. What? All five days are sold out on both tests. Well okay. Well you've got a friend that um should be able to sort you out with a ticket. Yeah. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty shades of greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals. Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, this is Jeff Parlin, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Brown, yeah, brown, yeah. Guys, we're day 
right. Last one for a month, Rob. Hopefully it's a good one. Pretty Do much. you want to take Booney's big book of sporting jokes with you for the flight, Rob? I'm happy to leave it here for you to, to uh, <laughs> fill in some time on the show. I, the only one I can vaguely remember is the one that I thought was funny. Okay. I can't remember any of the others. Right. Can you give me so, a page uh, so I can read them out? Yeah. Let's go for uh, 136. One, three, six. Strap yourselves in, people. Oh, right. This better be worth it. Strap yourselves in. Normally, the longer ones can can be more rewarding. This is like a long... All right. All right. It's called On Your Bike. Okay, now I've got to make sure I've actually listened and don't drift off and and go and think about something else more important. On Your Bike, Rob. Yeah. Good good title, actually, for you going away. On Your Bike. It's all came together, B. Sean was the first Australian to win the Tour de France. He won it three years straight, but never really received the plaudits he he deserved because of all the drugs rumours that travelled with him. Although he never failed a drugs test, the accusations lingered. So after the third victory, he decided he'd had enough and stunned the sports world by announcing on the podium in Paris that he was retiring. As of right then and there, to go and live in Mexico. Mm. He bought a bar near the American border and was going to run it. For the first year, his new life serving drinks went pretty well. But then the investments he made during his great cycling career went bad. The business wasn't making any money and he had to sell up. With no formal qualifications in anything but professional sport, Sean fell on hard times. And then more rumours started. These ones prompted by sightings of him on the road to the border, slowly riding his old racing bike with what looked like bags of powder slung over his shoulders. As you do with the uh, bags of powder. Mm. One early morning, a policeman from the border patrol pulled him over. I'm sorry, Sean, the officer said. What's in the bags? Sand, Sean answered. Mm. That's not what I've been hearing, the policeman said. Off the bike now. He took the bags, tore them open and emptied the contents on the highway. It sure did look like sand. I'm going to send this to Washington for testing. You're free to go for now, Sean, but we'll be in touch. I'd be careful if I were you. Sean continued riding up the road over the border and into the US of A. Soon after, the report came back from the lab. Pure sand! A few days later, the same thing happened. Same policeman, same Sean, same bags over the shoulders. The former bike champion was pulled over again. The contents of the bag were tested and it was pure sand. Again, Sean was allowed to pedal north. The same charade went on for weeks. The policeman was convinced something was going on, but though he kept getting the contents of the bag tested, nothing was proved. Making things worse, surveillance told him that Sean seemed to be getting back on his feet financially. He was dressing better and eating better, and even though he was still out of work, and technically bankrupt. It was almost a year before Sean stopped riding with all those bags over his shoulder. Then he bought back his bar. One day, that same policeman walked into the premises and saw Sean hard at work making cocktails for some guests. Hey, Sean, he shouted. You got a minute? Sean slowly walked over to him. I know you're up to no good and it's still driving me crazy trying to work out what you were doing, the policeman muttered. It won't go any further than you and me. But what were you smuggling over the border? Cocaine? Speed? Amphetamines? Bicycles, Sean replied. Wasn't worth it, was it? Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you smuggling bicycles? Well... I think that's, that's not really the question that I was... It's just sort of... It was a, a fairly weak... Oh, he's Obviously, that thing was just there to distract him yeah. from the bicycle. Plus, he was building himself up Yeah, by carrying sand on his back while he was cycling. Yeah. Gets the power going. No, it's just just not very good beef. Uh, Don't blame me. I just want to... I want to believe in the boon. <laughs> I want to believe! believe! We all want to believe I want to believe the there's something there from the boon, Meister. Yeah. 
I've just seen here. I've got my other book on this day in sports, but uh, hey, you know the other week when you said it's Steve Buckner's birthday? Yeah, sure enough. Next thing, everyone's posting it's Steve Buckner's birthday all over the yeah, cl- unbelievable the social media. It's Shane Bond's birthday today. Bondy, I think yep. I saw. Oh, that's why there's a Shane Bond post today. Okay, I must be on cricket forums and stuff. Okay, um, Anna Kornikova's birthday today. Uh, Keegan, What's the date? Today? June the uh, June seventh. Keegan Bradley is a golfer. Alan Everson, NBA guard. Uh, Brazilian soccer player, Cafu, Australian rugby union hooker, Michael Foley, uh, New Zealand rugby union halfback, Ant Strachan. Strawn. Strawn, even. And uh, Sri Lankan test spinner, Graeme Lebroy. Graham Lebroy. His name's Graham, mate, you idiot. Graham Lebroy. Come on, Lebroy. Ball him <laughs> out. Come on, Lebroy. Ball him out. Uh, what else happened in uh, on this day in history? Whirl Away became the fifth horse to win the famed Triple Crown in 1941, scoring an easy three-length win over Robert Morris in the Belmont Stakes. Well, if it's a horse against a guy, I'm not surprised he won. Two minutes 31 for the one and a half miles. 1952, in the worst start to an innings in Test cricket history, it took England just 14 balls to have India, none for four in the first Test at Leeds. Mm. Chief destroyer was England 21-year-old debutant fast bowler who took three of those four wickets. Uh, India did recover to get bowled out for 165, but lost the match for by seven wickets. Australian jockey in 1967, George Moore, rode the Noel Merlis train 7-4 favourite Royal Palace to victory in the Epsom Derby, completing mm. a u- unique treble in English racing, as he also won the 2,000 guineas and the 1,000 guineas on fleet in one season. 1981, Bjorn Borg won a record six French Open singles title. He beat Ivan Lendl in five sets. Ivan Lendl. Uh, apart from that, 1998, Chicago Bulls beat Utah Jazz 96-54, the most lopsided yeah. game in the histories of NBA Finals. Right. There's some strange... Uh, <laughs> it's a weird sp- book, isn't it? And Strawn. He Happy played, birthday, Ant about. He played a bunch of games for Auckland, then I think he went to North Harbour, and then I think maybe... Oh, I'm going to say he was just maybe one season in the All Blacks. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least he played for the All Blacks. Well, I'm not saying it's not a, not a feat, but <laughs> but he very much came and went. We should do this then. Talking of Ant Strawn. Oh, chimpanzee, that monkey news. Can't <laughs> work out what the hell was going on then. <laughs> All right, monkeys. A British zoo aiming to bolster its population of endangered monkeys mm. hired a Marvin Gaye impersonator to visit the enclosure and croon love songs. The what? What? Tr- what, do, what, what do you want to know, Rob? There's a, there's a zoo. Yeah. In Britain. In a Britain, British zoo. That, yeah. And they got chimpanzees, it say? Uh, endangered monkeys. Endangered it monkeys. Says. I'll probably get to and what type of monkeys they are later. And at this stage, an unknown reason, I'm sure this will develop, yeah. they've hired a Marvin Gaye singer to come perform. Yeah. To the monkeys? To the monkeys. The Trentham Monkey Forest in Stafford, England said, David Largy, an experienced Marvin Gaye impersonator, performed selections from the Soul Legends catalogue, including Let's Get It On and Sexual Healing inside the Barbary Macaque Habitat. We thought it could be a creative way to encourage our females to show a little affection to males that might not have been so lucky in love. Park director Matt Lovett said, Females in season mate with several males, so paternity amongst our fairy residents is never known. Each birth is vital to the species, with Barbary macaques being classed as endangered. Lovett said zookeepers expect to discover whether the visit had any effect on the monkeys when birthing season arrives in late spring or early uh, summer. Uh, now, are these actually proper qualified zookeepers, zoologists? <laughs> come, come on. 
Well, they're trying, Rob. They're trying something no, no, different. No, 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 no. Don't, don't even go down this path for a moment. Is, is, is this in some way in conjunction with some sort of festive season and there's people there to actually watch this person perform? Because yeah, in monkeys. my mind right now, I'm seeing these cage monkeys all in a line yeah. and some bloke dressed like Marvin Gaye singing tunes. Yeah. And he's been actually professionally hired yes. by supposedly qualified zoologists. <laughs> To try and create some spawnification. Yes. Great word, Rob. I love that. Spawnification. Is that so, a, an official word? I don't actually know if that's a I word. I love it, or not. though. It should be used more often. Spawnification. So, is that, am I reading, am I hearing this right? Is that what you're envisioning? Or is, is there some I, sort I of um, the, uh, summertime zoo time festival thing? And this guy's no. actually on a stage that's just at the zoo somewhere performing he's, to humans. He's giving it his let's get it on to the monkeys to get it on but there must be at least i mean there's there's no scientific basis for this whatsoever no, nothing logical no reason well, for it whatsoever as there, you know rob is, i'm not a botanist so i can't tell you but, whether but that's not relevant on any level <laughs> your your botany pursuits right. or non-pursuits for that non-pursuits matter. in this case what we have here is is at, well, it's, it's a, is he charging full fee for this? Uh, it's a, a good a, question. I don't know if uh, I mean David Largy, the experienced Marvin Gaye impersonator. I mean, he, he, I mean, even to, to be an impersonator is not really something that one's all that impressed by in any way. But then to go and be an impersonator and you're hired to sing to not humans to sing to monkeys, macaques. I mean, that's a tremendous insult. I'll be charging twice as much. Yeah, and if the zoologists or, or the zookeepers. I don't understand how they managed to convince the powers that be that this was a sound idea. You never know unless you try, Rob. Well, perhaps I, I reckon you don't need to know that one. <laughs> it Just, might have helped. No, it, it won't. It definitely won't. You can't. How well, you do don't you know this? And what is there any? At least have they noticed that the monkeys seem to actually start to uh, go into mating rituals on the sound of Marvin Gaye tracks in the past, just out of the stereo? Have they at least done that bullshit experiment that isn't really worth anything (laughs) either before they then go and hire the actual impersonator guy? I don't know what the difference would be between an impersonator or pumping it through the stereo. Well, neither one. It's all... You sure this is another April's Fool Day prank? (laughs) It's in the news, Rob. It must be true. I I got it off the internet. Do they stick Marvin Gaye under a tree? monkey news rob it's monkey news that's mental yeah that's one of the more that's close to one of the most ridiculous stories i've ever heard is there a photo uh, wh- photos don't really work any, on radio is, but is there, no no but just for so i can for my own interest there probably is a photo somewhere you could probably look it up on your phone during the during the break anyway we'll do this is it better than the beef probably welsh tv presenter and professional clog dancer tudor phillips from Brynewen, Carmarthenshire, set a world record when he extinguished 55 candles by clicking his heels using the Welsh traditional form of clog dancing. He succeeded what? in... Clog dancing is okay, this... So, it's clogged. so I'm still slightly knocked, and my brain's not recovered <laughs> from that whole monkey Marvin Gaye thing. <laughs> yeah. That's just re- the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So, this clog dancer... Tudor Phillips, right? His name's Tudor Phillips. Yeah, that's his name. And he's doing clog dancing he's doing for clog a, dancing. a record. When you clog dancing, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a botanist, as you know, but I'm not a clog dancer either. Yeah. You do this little move. It's like, you know, river dance, the Irish thing when you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with clog dancing, you click your heels together quite a lot because yeah. you're wearing clogs. Yeah. So it's quite technical. So he's extinguished 55 candles by clicking his heels together in midair 
Jesus. In one minute. So I have seen the footage of this. So basically they lined up all these bottles. So is he sitting down on each? No, no, no. They lined up all these bottles with candles sticking, sticking in the top like wine bottles. Yeah. So he danced along and as he went over each candle, he clicked his heels together and knocked the flame out. Wow. Yeah. Sounds pretty hard. So this is it. This is, he succeeded in mesmerizing millions mm. around the world by setting a new Guinness world record with his clog action. Tudor said, Oh, I can't believe that I have a world record to my name. I'm very proud of it. I hope it will inspire people to try clog dancing and mm. see if they can beat my record. Mm. So so when you say they were mesmerized... That's what it says was, in the report, right, mesmerized. That they were mesmerized. Yeah, was was mesmerized. the... The sort of undertone of that mesmerization was that it was what, hypnotic, what, Rob. Well, 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 is that to do with that they were impressed and and and, and mind blown at this man's skill? I think so, both. Or, or were they mesmerized in the sense that why is that moron doing that? Possibly because clog dancing what, is not what exactly idiot. the sexiest form of dancing nowadays. What idiot has taken the time out of, out of their life to go and do that? For what reason? I think you could say that about a lot of pastimes, generally. But in terms of this guy's... But that's not even something you you can't partake with someone else. It's not social. It's not Clock dancing is social. We'll, we'll just—it's all dancing social, Rob. Unless you're a, a beat boy, it's not but very not social. not that candle stuff, though. Oh no, that's just a, a test of. Uh, so you think techniques. that's sort of an off an offset of his? I think capacity. that is definitely an offset of what the uh, what the deal is. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy what he's doing. It sounds, yeah. in fact, it sounds very, very difficult. Yep. Years of training, probably. Many. So the question is, Rob. Clogs should be extinct, though. They really the, should. Uh, they're terrible footwear. Yes. I, I have tried them on once. Yep. I bought a pair once when well, I was in Holland when I was 11. They're made of wood. They are made of wood. How, how is that going to work? Don't know. Doesn't work, does it? No. Nah. So, Rob, the question is, as always, is it better than the beef? Why were they made of wood in the first place? Like, what were it's they? It's a great question. I don't know the understanding of why clogs. Were they existed. just to slip in to go outside quickly and come back in? Possibly wooden shoes. Terrible idea. Mm. Uh, is that better than? We will oh. look into the history of the clog. It comes down to the amount of training, really, which to me suggests I don't think that's something you could do without. The other thing I've kind of uh, I've training. glossed over here. He's a professional clog dancer. Yeah, people are paying him to go around the world. Dancing in clogs, Rob. Ah, oh, there's just, I mean, look, I think all, all the merit is there to, uh, in terms of the physical attributes and determination and time to potentially outdo your hair, Beef, <laughs> but I just don't like it. I don't like clog dancing. Yep. No. It's... I don't like, it's, it's a stupid piece of footwear <laughs> that no one should wear anymore. The tradition should, should out just the window. Disappear. I think it's, it's, it's going to hurt your feet. You, you cause an injury. Well, that's there's, the other all, thing. there's all sorts he of. He was um, he was risking uh, risking injury by dancing. All in sorts of occupational yeah. uh, hazards, health and safety measures were that. Not that I'm all for that red tape rubbish. No, either. no, that's right. Um, oh, I'd almost call it. It's a, it's pretty close to a dead heat. Oh, uh, but I I think just on the fact that I just don't like it. You still you I give it, I still give it to you. Beautiful. But thanks, Rob. It really on merit. It probably should be above. Yeah, I think so. But uh, just the fact that uh, I'm a- if it's my scale, I say no. But he's right behind you. Yeah, fair but, enough. But and probably on the measured, sensible scale of being fair and open-minded. At the end of the day, he probably is. He's just done. Above. He's done one minute of exercise, by the way. Yeah, but to do that one minute, yeah, it, it took him probably thirty years. Yep, I wouldn't disagree with that. Never mind, Tudor. Better luck next time. Make sure you do more than one a second to break the beefs. 
stranglehold on Is It Better Than The Beef. So he played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of mine. Because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless bitch. You suck! Got another bit of a kind of a retrospective again. As we know, Wales did qualify for the World Cup on the weekend. Mm. So let's delve deep to some songs we've covered before. Welsh songs. Welsh World Cup songs in particular. We're just going to play this and then we'll, we might just play some celebratory Welsh songs in the break. Okay, good. For all those times that we never qualified, and it's more than just national pride. You think that it broke my heart But I never gave up thinking we could get to the Euros Or the World Cup And I didn't want to write a song Cause I knew the manic street preachers had already done one And it's really good My missus don't like football but she watched every game And now she knows every Wales player's name I got caught up thinking that we could win the whole thing Anything's possible when the Welsh crowd sing And if you thought that Wales was a one-man team Maybe you should go play with yourself If you think that that is the last you've seen Maybe you should go play with yourself Bounce back like a trampoline. Wales, now it's time to dream. Oh, mate, it's a bit on the soft side, eh? Not I, Billy Webb. You know all about a World Cup, didn't you? Yeah, there's been a lot of talk. There's a World Cup on. I think uh, it's going to be wicked. Who's, who's, who's playing, Bell or what? Spain, Iran, Nigeria, all the others. Who's going to who's, who's win, Bell? Well, I think it's a toss up, but definitely one of the countries we're in are going to win. Well, don't be so sure, Bill. Uh, I might be wrong, but I think it, it's, it'll be one of the big hitters, like uh, Denmark. I think you're fine. Wales is going to win. Like the Invisible Man. We can't be seen. We won every World Cup, and we never even beat. They reviewed the footage on VAR. It said we've won every World Cup there's been so far. No extra time, no penalties. We'll bring the World Cup home without going overseas. We got leaks, sheep, and devolution, and we'll beat any team on Pro Evolution. No hand to God, no Maradona. And lucky spy, your team's a goner. Even Ronaldo will be saying die down because we ain't even going, but we're taking the crown. Sorry, but we already won this World Cup before it even begun. You'll need a coach, dry your tears, you get another chance to beat us in four years. It's the World Cup and Wales are gonna win it, even though we're not even in it. It's the World Cup and Wales is gonna win it, even though we're not even in it. Yo, yo, the World Cup is gonna be amazing, gonna kick 100 goals in the net. Not like the internet, but like a proper net, you know, a goal net. 32 teams that have no chance Forget football, they might as well try top dance Bale's gonna get the golden boot And John Charles is coming on as a late substitute Sweden, Peru, Costa Rica and France Like Gary Lineker, you're pooing your pants David Baddiel and Frank Skinner You'll be coming on when Mickey Thomas scores the winner And even put Neville Southall back in goal He's past his best, but he can still plug a hole We don't need to play a match or qualify We'll be lifting the cup 
Come mid-July, get down the bookies, put a bet on now. Cause Wales is gonna win some way, somehow. I'm a bit worried about your team. I hope they make it to the last 16. It's the World Cup and Wales are gonna win it. Even though we're not even in it. It's the World Cup and Wales is gonna win it. Even though we're not even in it. Yeah, yeah, big up all them people walk out to the fan zones. It's a ball. And you kick it with your feet. It's a, a ball for feet, a, a feet ball. We got more chance at spotting that. We used to be crap. And that was that. No World Cups or Euros, only Grand Slams. And then one day. Everything changed, we got to the semi-finals Where England lost to Iceland <laughs> Tales for Wales, never fails Gareth Bale and the rest Tales for Wales, never fails Gareth says that we are the best, we are the best And now we're good We qualify like we should We can grind our oneness And spank the minnows But in the blink of an eye Our Euro chances may die But that's the way it goes So we keep singing Tales for whales Never fails Gareth Bale And the rest Tales for whales Never fails Gareth says that We are the best We are the best Gareth Bale 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 We never fail Tales for whales Never fails Gareth Bale And the rest Tales for whales Never fails Gareth says that We are the best Tales for whales Never fails Gareth Bale And the rest Tales for whales Never fails Gareth says that We are the best there you go, Rob. The worst song in the world, Wales World Cup Mega Mix there. Yeah. Not really well, a mega mix. It sort of improves throughout. Like, So that first one's terrible. The, uh, isn't that... Um, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Is that take. Bieber or is it... Um, no, it's a Bieber. I thought it was Ed Sheeran. No, no it's a Bieber. Okay. Take. Well, I hated the that one. The first two were a golden and the, the second one's got had a, a sort of moment in it somewhere that I thought was all right. Yeah. And that last one's pretty good. <laughs> you love the last one, don't you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's good, yeah. simple to the point. Um, don't mind that one. Right, yeah. okay. Hey, now the other thing with that monkey story oh. is that... <laughs> um, back. Okay. And then how did the media know? So someone... Yeah. It's like they've had this lame little meeting. Oh, won't it be funny if yeah. we get a, get a Marvin Gaye singer? And yeah. and we'll tell them some. We'll tell the newspapers about it, and it'll be hilarious. Oh, I see where you're coming from, Rob. I hate it. Yeah, they didn't. There wasn't someone doing a story. At the, they happened to be at the zoo and see a Marvin Gaye singer <laughs> wander out and go, "Oh, here's a here's a catch. <laughs> um, here's a scoop. Here's a scoop. Uh, I'm just thinking the Barbary macaque. So hopefully the Barbary macaque's numbers recover. And if it's Marvin Gaye induced, then so be it, Rob. So be it. I don't like it. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. 
Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport. We haven't heard that one for a while, have we? Very long time, Beef. Very long time. The pandemic's bloody Sp- set pay to uh, all the events. world championships kicking around. So, this really isn't a world championship, but... Well, we should have probably even explained for those people who don't know what it is. True. So, so basically, if, if you're a very mediocre human who, who really doesn't stand much of a chance at uh, athletic achievement certainly later in life mm. or, or even in your prime. If, yep. if you have no hope in that field, but you still would like to be some kind of world champion, yep. Beefy has the solutions here. Yeah. So even though you are a loser, you can still be a champion of the world. That's right. It says it all in the song. Yeah. After a couple of years off, Cheese Rolling was back, Rob. Oh, God. And cheese Rolling was back right. on the weekend. There's no mean feat to win that one. I saw a little short doco on this. Yeah. And there are people that go uh, from the region that make it, they build up to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it rained on the weekend. Oh. So it was carnage. Oh, no. Lots of injuries, apparently. Yep. For those not in the know, the 600-year-old event sees dozens of brave participants tear down a steep 180-meter hill near the village of Brock worth in gloucestershire in hot pursuit of a wheel of double gloucester cheese is it 180 meters i don't think it is um that, that's a that's huge i reckon it's it. i reckon it's closer to 80 meters yeah i think it i is don't too. think it's 180 that's bloody ridiculous that's a long hill yeah due to the incredible angle of cooper's hill competitors are sent flying in all directions with members of the local rugby team stationed at the foot of the hill to act as catchers in recent years, a lightweight foam version of the cheese wheel has been used due to the tasty prize travelling at speeds of up to 110 kilometres an hour, posing a safety risk to bystanders. The winners of each race win a real wheel of cheese, but for many, the risk far outweighs the reward. Ambulances are always at the ready to whisk mangled cheese lovers away to hospital. In fact, the dangers posed by the event saw it banned in 2009 due to safety concerns. However, authoritative meddling couldn't halt the centuries-old tradition. With the annual race continuing and a staggering 500 contestants taking part without any managerial overview, people power prevailed and the event came roaring back officially in 2012 and continued growing strong until the pandemic brought the chaotic proceedings to a halt in 2020. With the ev- with the event placed on highs on hiatus for two years, so um, because of the royal jubilee, mm. they moved the event to the Springbank holiday this weekend, and uh, the wet weather made the hill extra slippery with multiple injuries recorded as per Mm. usual. Champion cheese chaser and the world's best cheese roller, local soldier Chris Anderson won his 23rd race over the weekend, the most in the recorded history of the event. But he said this would be his last year competing after becoming a father during the pandemic. Or never ever again. I was so scared this year. It's the most nervous I've ever been. No more. I'm going to stick to the crowd and enjoy it now. I wanted to win it this year for my daughter. So uh, he's mm. basically scared for once after he has broken lots of things, has uh, Chris Anderson. Uh, along the way. Along the way. The thing about that hill is normally on TV when you look at things like that, they don't look as steep on TV. Or as, yes. And, and then, and, and, but that one, to my eyes, actually does look oh, very ridiculous. steep on TV. On it TV. Is ridiculous. So then when you get there, 
It'd be near enough, I reckon, almost like a cliff face. Close to. Yeah. I'm you not. definitely couldn't ride up it on your bike. I'm not doing that. No. But Talk- glad to see it's back and... Um- back. Back and causing mayhem. Talking about cycling, cyclist crashes into wife taking pictures of him as he crossed the line. Mm. A stage of the Vuelta Colombia cycling race finished in extraordinary circumstances. The race winner crashed into his wife after the winning line, leaving her requiring stitches. Luis Carlos Chia! came through the field on the drenched streets of Monteria, northern Colombia, and pipped Oscar Quiroz to the first place after a thrilling sprint to the finish. But the 25-year-old's elation quickly turned to anguish as he crashed into his partner, Claudia Roncanchio, who was trying to take pictures of her triumphant husband. Chia waved his hands in the air and pounded his chest as he took victory in the third stage of the Vuelta Colombia, but he was caught unaware by his partner and was unable to swerve out of the... Out of, What's going on tonight? Doesn't, doesn't matter. No one's just, just, just pushed through. And was unable to swerve out of her way. The pair collided at almost full speed, leaving Chia writhing in pain on the floor while Rocca was face down, seemingly unconscious. So apparently she did come around, and the doctors then put four stitches on her, and she will be under observation for the next few hours. He said he tried to put the brakes on, the brakes didn't respond because he was wet. So it's anyway. always the other lady who stuck the sign out and smashed over. Yeah, a little there. bit, but she was like... just stupid. This one yeah, was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in the way. Had it coming. Poor decision. No sympathy. There you go. Do you fancy uh, fishing in Thailand? He Uh, asked me if I'd like to go fishing in Thailand. If I was in Thailand and I had a spare day, I'd go fishing. Sure. Man undergoes surgery after fish jumps out of water and down his throat. Oh, I was sure it was going to be the other end of the body. Oh, that's right. It's normally where you head it's for. normally where I go. Yeah. Life is full of surprises which are etched in our memories forever. One such strain incident happened in Thailand when a spiky anibus fish jumped out of the water and into the throat of an angler. As it tried to escape through his nose, the freshwater fish got lodged between the unlucky angler's throat and nasal cavity. The incident took place in Phathalong province. Describing the incident in detail, the fisherman's oxygen supply was cut off and he, and he clutched at his throat when the five-inch intruder made its way down into his windpipe. The man was rushed to Fatalong Provincial Hospital where doctors were puzzled, yeah, puzzled, to see his condition. The man said he had been spike fishing with a harpoon just before the bizarre incident and uh, the doctor said, The chances of this happening are very low. I have never seen this case before. Semsri Pathom Panishrat, the doctor said. An x-ray was carried out to detect the exact location of the fish, which revealed a five-inch long anibus spiky fish inside of him. And then the doctors performed emergency surgery to remove the fish. Our physicians did everything they could to keep our partner's organs from being damaged. They have successfully saved the patient. Joyful, Thai doctors said. Oh, that sounds horrendous. It does, doesn't it? Terrible. Five inches is quite big as well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I reckon it's five centimeters. Surely not five inches. Five inches is twelve centimeters. That's yeah, that yeah, long. yeah, yeah. Five centimeters. I reckon they've got their inches and centimeters. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, we better check out one of these spike fish. See, yeah, how, how, see much how big they, the Anubis spike fishes are. What a horrendous incident! That that. See, there's another reason not to do outdoorsy stuff, people. Don't don't go do don't spear go fishing, harpoon fishing. Don't in, go uh, chasing cheese rolls. Don't. In my case today. Don't go across to your local shopping mall. There's just feral people everywhere. Aww. Disgusting. Really? Spitting and hoiking and sneezing and that, coughing. It's and, that time of the year. People have got colds. It's just... Uh, and some stupid little kids... In terms of saying what she wanted for from the supermarket, yeah. she would just point and just scream. Oh. And, and the mother... 
was not telling her off. No. She was just doing it over and over and over, and she did, there would be no reprimand. Kids well, today, was, eh? Well, I don't know if this is a representative of kids today, but that particular woman was doing a very poor job, and I would have quite happily given a hand. Right, okay. In regard to giving a stern word to this infant. Right. Oh, God, unbelievable. You don't, You sound disingenuous, Beefy. You sound like you don't... Well, I, I wasn't there, Rob. I don't know the situation. Very poor parenting. Yeah, I agree with that. Raising a brat. That's what you shouldn't do. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty shades of greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Last quiz for a month, Rob. Yeah. It's a sporting quiz, people sporting uh, gladiators. We ask each other sports trivia questions. Total maximum you can get is 15 points. Five answers for each of the three questions. So, can Rob go away a winner? I've gone easy on you this week. I really have. Good. I've just reread these questions and it's so easy. I reckon, I reckon one of mine's hard, one's... I reckon you, you could get 10. Whoa! If do you well. don't get 15, you should retire. Really? All right. Now you put the Question one. On. Yep. Outside of the big three, name any other male tennis player to win more than eight Grand Slams. So you can't have Nadal, you can't have Djokovic, Federer. Any other over eight Grand over Slams. Over eight. Yeah, I think there's about nine. Okay. Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras is in the list, Rob. Bjorn Borg. Oh, beyond but bo- is in the list, Rob. Now I'll chuck it. I'll chuck in John McEnroe. No, McEnroe. He's, he's seven, I think. He said he said eight or nine. Eight and over. Yep. Um. Oh, Rod Laver. Rocket Rod Laver. Yes, you can have Rod Laver. I only got one more. One more guess. Yeah. Uh, I think I actually only got six. Jimmy Connors won only the US, I think. He won it six times or something. I don't think he won any Did others. he win it six times? Yeah. Wow. So then there's like Boris and there's Stefan Edberg and there's Ivan Lendl's floating around. Uh, I'm going Boris Becker. No, no Becker, but uh, you should have gone Lendl. Jimmy Connors did win eight, by the way. He did so I, if he ones. won six, he must have won some other ones. Yep. Uh, Fred Perry you could have had. Never heard of him. You've worn his clothes probably. Um, Roy Emerson. Emerson, yeah. Ken Rosewall. Did I say Andre Agassi? I, I mentioned him, but I thought he only got six. No, eight. Um, the other guy is a guy called Bill Tilden. Okay. Don't know who he is. So. Why, you, why do you say I should get 15 or I should retire? Like, when you say stuff like Come that, on. it's a very annoying why beef. You up? All right. I hope you get none for this. Ah, oh, Tash. In the history of Canadian rugby. Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Seven players. Yep. Have appeared in four Rugby World Cups. All right. Okay. Uh, any five of those seven. Gareth Reese. Yep. Rod Snow. Why did I not write down Gareth Reese? What? Uh, Rod Snow's right. Okay. Oh, I've written down another one twice, but Gareth okay. Reese was definitely in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Rod Snow. Um, there was a who was the flanker? Dan somebody. No, he might have been American actually. 
Canadians that play rugby. See, I wouldn't have known any of them, but I knew okay. you would at least for over that longer period of time. You probably you would have picked up a couple of them. There was a guy called Mike. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are impressed you got two. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm trying to rack my brains about. They had, there was definitely a flanker that was that was okay, and I think he was called Dan Leslie. Uh, no, 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 no. I can't really think of any others. There's uh, one that start. It doesn't actually have his name. It just had an initial. Just an initial. Oh, I've, 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 yeah. Smith. It was the other guy. No Smith. No. Is was that, there was a, that the one you're looking at? Mike Smith. Is no, that, it might have been. Was there a bloke called Wyatt? Was that his no. surname? No, I don't know. Go on in. That's You're on the right name. track with Mike. Mike. Mike James. Mike James. There's a bloke named Al Sharon. Oh, yeah, don't know. Jamie Cudmore. No. Cudmore. Cudmore. James Pritchard. Okay, Saints Welsh. DTH Vandermeer. Oh, yeah, DTH. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> Four Wheel Cups, mate. Four Wheel well, Cups. Well, good too. Yeah. Alrighty. So two all. No, 3-2. Europe, 3-2. You had Sempress, Borg and Laver. Laver, yeah. New Zealand had its best Olympics in 1984 in Los Angeles. Eight gold medals. Just want you to name any of those eight, five of those gold medals, yeah. medalists. So there's loads to choose from because, yeah, I'm not going to give it away too much, but name any five gold medalists from 84 Olympic Rob. John Walker. No, not in 84. That's a mistake. Okay, we'll look that up, but I don't, he's not on this list. Okay. Um, Ian Ferguson? Yes, he is on the list. Paul McDonald? Yes, he's on the list. And now I'll be struggling after that. Uh, oh, the um, New Zealand's hockey team. That was 76. Oh. <laughs> um, Ian Ferguson got three. Yep. You don't say him three times. No, you can't say him three times. Paul McDonald got two, and you can't say him twice either. Um. So who else was from that time? Any swimmers? Nah, that's before Denyon. Way before Denyon. Way before. There's two Olympics before Denyon, not yeah. way before. You're missing two big ones, by the way. Uh, I can't think of the sports, though. Did, did Chris... What's his name? Chris Lewis win one at tennis? Uh, I'm just trying to think of the sports. Oh, uh, Mark Todd. That's one, yeah. One more guess. I can't, can't say his horse. No. Um, there was there's the someone, else, someone else from the equestrian team, probably. The horses don't get medals, which is rude. Um, I don't think Blythe Tate was around then in the equestrian team. I can't remember if there's any of the ladies in that team. Any other runners around then? Nah, John Walker was the only runner around then. Some weird walking guy or something. A shooter, archery. I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Blythe Tate. Okay, no, no Blythe Tate. You could I have. Gonna, had... I was going to say Chris Lewis actually in the tennis. Okay, he wasn't yeah. there. I don't okay. think tennis is in Los Angeles '84. Can't by the remember. way, the other one was Russell Cooch. You might have got the oh, sailing, sailing guy. Okay, you had a four men's coxes, four rowers: Shane O'Brien, Laz O'Connell, Conrad Robertson, and Keith Trask. Sailors: Rex Sellers and Chris Timms. No. Then you got Ferguson and McDonald, Alan Thompson, who also helped them out in the men's K4. Grant Bramwell was the other one. And I'm just looking up whether John Walker won. No, 76 Montreal. He won the 1500. Did not, 76? Did not win in 84. Jesus. I, my whole life I thought that was 84. Mm. So three, Rob. Not bad. Three, 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 three. So All right. Six so far. This is a good one, Beastock. So I've started watching F1, the show. <laughs> really? 
That no, no, the the show, the Netflix, the, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just really good. Is it? Oh, I'm going to watch the whole thing. All right, good. It's in its fourth season. Anyway, in the first, is it as good as when I interviewed Daniel Ricciardo, Rob? Well, he features heavily. Does I tell he? you. Yeah, I'm sure he does. So uh, it starts in 2018 season. Yep. And the opening race is the Melbourne Grand Prix, Australian Grand Prix. Oh, in 18. 2018. Okay, yeah. And I simply want the first five from that race who finished. Well, clearly Lewis Hamilton's in there. Yep. 2018. What was I doing? Not much. Sort of the last one before COVID. Because in 2019 they cancelled, didn't they? No, 2020 they cancelled. Was it? Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's go for 2018. So, Ricardo was at Red Bull. Okay, so he would have been in the top five. Yep. Yep. Who are the big guns? Ah, oh, let's say Sebastian Vettel. Yes. Yep. So I'm three from three at the minute. That's rude. Um, what was he called? Nico Rosberg. No. No. Ah. Oh, well, let's go Valtteri Bottas. No, unfortunately, oh, no. Okay. Started well for so, the family. A bit like Sebast- Sebastian Vettel won. Oh, did he? he okay. Came first. Lewis Adam was in second. Yep. The third place was the Finn. Mika Hakkinen. No, Kimmy Raikkonen. Kimmy Raikkonen. I always get those two mixed up. Ricardo came fourth. Fourth, Just, yeah. just behind Raikkonen. And then it'll close. be someone out the blue alive. Former champion. He won twice before. Jensen Button. No. Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso. It's a hell of a top five. Well done. Yeah, top and the th- main thing about this race is that, is it Hahn? The team? Team Hahn team? Haas? Uh, Haas? Haas. They wouldn't have been around then, would they? Haas? Yeah, oh, So, okay. but they were sort of a bit of a... Bottom okay. dweller, yep. that, but this is sort of their first, and they've got they had uh, starting positions fourth and fifth, and they're stoked. They're like celebrating. They're starting right. fourth and fifth. They're like, yeah, and we're they crashed awesome. into each other on the first corner. No, but oh. they both had a, and within like a lap of each other, yeah. the pit crew didn't put a wheel on properly, and the car conked oh. out, mm. and they were coming fourth and fifth in the really? race. Or something. Yeah, oh, and they just they're just fuming. <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. You, you would like this show, Beef. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll subscribe to Netflix specifically. Oh, you don't have Netflix, okay. Of course not. I don't watch TV. All right, well, you got three. Yep, so it's 6-5. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it is 6-5. All right, since 1985, Rob, seven, yes, seven players have represented New Zealand at both Rugby League and Rugby Union. Just want five of those seven. Okay. Matthew Ridge. No. Ridge what? is not in this list. Uh, he definitely played for the All Blacks uh, after the 80s, and he definitely yeah, okay. played for the New Zealand, yeah, with, I, without doubt. I seem to remember that, but he's, I don't know why he's not on this list then. Okay. Um, Mark Ellis. Yep. Uh, this is where it gets interesting, because I'm trying to think of ones that... There's a lot of All Blacks that didn't actually make the rugby league team. Uh, I'm going to say Craig Innes. You would be correct. And I'm going to take a punt on Frano Bodica. Yep. So we've just so I've got one more. We've still got to check. What's the other one I said? The, you said Matthew Ridge. I'm just looking him up now. Yeah. Matthew Ridge didn't play for the All Blacks. The All Rob. Blacks. Is that what it was? Yeah. I think he was like right on the cusp of the yeah. team. And New then Zealand he Colts, not the All Blacks. Damn it. So that's uh, I got. That's it then, isn't it? Uh, got no, you got one more. You've got three out of four so far. This is the first five. I don't think John Gallagher never played for the New Zealand team, I don't think. Any other rugby union players? Daryl Halligan, nah. What a name from the he past, that Daryl Halligan. He, he never played for the, the All Blacks. I can't think of too many. I mean, there's Inga Tuigamala. 
Do you play for the Kiwis? I'm going to chuck him in, buying into Yamala. No, I don't think Never play for the Kiwis. No, you missed the big one. The big one. In fact, I met him on Sunday. I don't know. John Curran? Nah. Nah. Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, of course. Uh, (laughs) In fact, I was trying to get him to do a sting for the show, and he was just too loud (laughs) in the stadium. They're playing this loud music, and (laughs) we couldn't do it. Anyway, John Timu is another one. John Timu. Yeah. I Um, forgot he went across. Yeah. Kurt, oh, I can't play for Kenry Bankstown, I think. Kurt Sherlock. No Never idea. heard of him. And the other guy is quite recent, actually. Well, 2011. Matt Duffy. No idea. Yeah. But I can tell you the Matthew Ridge story. He did go on tour with the All Blacks in 1989. Played but, six games, but didn't actually play... A test. A test. Oh. Because so he's, he's on the good, the bad, and the rugby. That's why oh, what okay. it is, which is All the right. famous docker from the yep. 89. So there you go. So, uh, nine... That's ridiculous. But he still wasn't all black, though. He just didn't play a test. So mm. that's... I don't know. That's that's tough, that's tough, a grey area for me, Sorry, beef. mate. All right. So I'm up one still, am I? I've got three uh, again. Nine, five. I need four to tie. Five to win. Well, this is a good one. <laughs> okay. Most runs in a test series ever by a wicketkeeper, excluding the ICC World Test Championship. Yeah, okay, yeah, so, And yeah, I've given yeah. you up to seven to choose All from. Right. So, so I've discarded... So Mizbah um, was in was in there for the ICC, yeah, exactly. as was the Bangladesh wicketkeeper. They're out of it. So you basically oh, from the... Litton Das. So you've got So seven. we're clearly going to go Gilchrist. Yep. And, and I'm just, I'll give you another clue, because this is hard. Yeah. There's no one from before the early 60s. Yeah, okay. But there's a good spread of yeah, modern. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm going to say then, okay, you're talking series. Uh, see, I was going to put McCollum in there, but I don't reckon he's played too many a long series to get. As keeper as well. As keeper, yeah. All right, so we're going to go back to, I'm going to throw him in there, Bad Haddon. Yes, well done. Bad Haddon Very is good. in there. I was okay. surprised to see him. No, five-match series, see? And in that case, I'm even going to throw in Ian Healy. No. No. England wicket-keeping batsmen that have played a lot. Oh. Well, let's throw him out there. Rod Marsh. No. No. I'm sure you're going to say someone else then. (laughs) One more go. One more go, (laughs) wicket-keepers. Matt Pryor. No. No. That's all he got. Another Englishman, though. Garrett Jones. Come on. Come on, the big one. The big wicketkeeper? Yeah. Johnny Bairstow? Alex Stewart. Alex, oh, see? You wouldn't have thought he kept, yeah, kept, yeah. for a five test. So, I'll go through. So yeah. there's a, a first one is D.T. Lindsay, oh, yeah. South African from 1966. Oh, okay. so, yeah, oh yeah. don't tell me De Villiers is in there. No, he's not. Oh, okay. So so 606 he scored yeah. from seven innings at an average of 86 points something. Yep. Uh, in second place is Andy Flower. Of course. Oh, see, they wouldn't have played many long series as well. Well, this is the, it's a two-match series against India. Wow. He made 540 runs. Jeez. So from four innings, two, average of 270. <laughs> Andy Flower. Yeah. Then there's an Indian bloke, B. Kundaran. No, I don't know. Back in 63, 64, yeah. it's the old one. Um, then it's Haddon at four. He made 493 runs, yeah. eight innings, 61 yeah. average. F. Alexander from the Windies. For mm, Australia, 60-61. Right. And then it's Gilchrist then Stewart. Okay. So Gilchrist, that's when he got his big double hundred yeah, against yeah. Uh, South Africa. Right. So he had an average of uh, over five innings, 159 yeah. point something, and Stewart was 51 point something. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, good question. Like that. Yeah. Same as some of those old... I've never even heard of some of those older ones. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Rob tough, Marsh, tough, Ian tough. Healy. I didn't even think of McCullum either. 
Yeah. Didn't, couldn't but the thing up. is, with Kiwi, like, well, even Andy Flowers disproved all that. And I didn't but, think of uh, De Villiers either. Yeah, surprising, isn't That's it? That's amazing. He's and not in there. So you think about, um, well, Donny, possibly. Donny as well, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Ellen Knott. He wasn't a Great huge batsman. batsman, yeah. Mm. Jack Russell, possibly, but he didn't score mounders of runs. I mm. mean, so there's a few keepers out there that hung around. Oh, um, BJ Watling. BJ Watling, possibly. But the thing is, like I said, with the Kiwis, they play two match, two tests and three test series. Yeah. They don't play anything longer. Yeah, so you're going to get predominant India, Australia, Australia England. and England. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. I like that question. Good question, though. Good question. Uh, you didn't like my other questions. Yeah, they were very good, Rob. Well done. <laughs> I'm going to miss your level <laughs> of questioning there, uh, really. So, all right. I've promised this story for a while. We haven't got long left. All right. Dying man who mooned speed camera for bucket list is in trouble. A terminally ill lecturer has been charged for using threatening behaviour when he was being arrested for mooning at a speed camera. Daryl Meekon, 55, has a bucket list of things he wants to do before he dies from multiple system atrophy. Among them was to moon at a speed camera, which got him arrested at his home in Kidderminster, Worcestershire. He has now been charged over his reaction to being arrested and will appear before magistrates. Daryl claims the charges are trumped up and that police are looking for any little thing to get me on. I pulled my trousers down and mooned at a speed camera. That's all I did. There's nothing on the charge sheet says I committed any initial offence. Why were they kicking the living daylights out of me in the back garden if there was no offence committed? So... All this after they bashed my doors in, causing thousands of pounds worth of damage for no good reason. The police escalated it, and I'm furious about it. I never thought it would get to this point. It's a case of bullying, and they're trying to get anything they possibly can to get me. I dread to think how much taxpayers' money it's costing to do this. My health will not and has not got better since all this died. The stress of all this has made my health worse. It's unbelievable. Daryl dropped his trousers as a mobile speed camera van in Kidderminster while his wife went in to buy some bread from Tesco's. Mobile phone footage filmed by his wife shows Daryl calmly telling officers, I'm terminally ill! I won't be able to breathe like this! This is ridiculous! I mooned a speed camera! I mooned a speed camera! Wheelchair user Daryl, who also has Parkinson's disease and heart and kidney problems, added, I was simply godsmacked. It's honestly just baffling. I feel like I've been abused. It was outrageous bullying. They could have killed me! I got out the car and flashed my ass, pulled my trousers up, got back in the car, and I didn't think anything of it. It was a good laugh. I came home. Within 20 minutes, there was a police van outside. I was too scared to go out. It was quite frightening. A police spokesperson said, As legal proceedings are now active, West Mercia police cannot make any further comment at this time. So, he the mooned. only thing I don't get is, is that, was he in the car? He was out of the car. He, he got out of the car. So then how did it pick him up? Because you have to travel at a speed. Perhaps he was waiting for a car to go past and flash while he was got his ass out oh, yeah, in the camera. Yeah, 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 that's what it'll be. Yeah. That's how it would have worked. I think so. So there is some sort of obstruction of justice type of thing I or something like that. I think that's possibly the case. Obstruction well, I mean, of justice. Give, give it away. <laughs> I'll leave him be. That is going to die soon anyway. Yeah. Well, if yeah. they police didn't try and kill him before, and I, I would hope they drop those charges after a um, amongst other after things. the media storm. Media storm has made it to this far in yeah. the world, so it's. Creating a ruckus. Yeah. Well, almost on all my. Because if you recall one particular show, I was 
spent my whole time marvelling at this idea of how he managed to convert this one. It reminds me actually of um, when uh, there was a story of the third eleven cricket team when I was at, and uh, they are, all the boarders go back in the van back to back to school. And Michael Olford, regular listener of the show, yeah, for what for no good reason decided to moon someone uh, through the van window at the back yeah. at a, a car driving by. And um, the teacher, the coach, then proceeded to file a report oh, with no. with the um, school administration of saying that uh, for, no, had... for no apparent reason, Mister Olford decided to bear his buttocks <laughs> to the to, to the neighbouring vehicle, who looked shocked and dismayed yeah. by the. Uh, anyway, he got, he got suspended. Oh in the... no! I tell you, I tell you a quick story. We were in North Wales, and I had a lot of lads in the car, yeah. and there was loads of us going to this holiday house in North Wales. And there was lots of mooning going on, including the girls. The girls were mooning us and all yeah. sorts. The guy in the passenger seat got up, undid the window, yeah. dropped his trousers, yeah. shoved his ass out the window and put his hand on the dashboard. Yeah. At which point he slipped off the dashboard and his right hand grabbed the steering wheel oh, to no. try and sell himself. I cut across three lanes of traffic Jesus. into the hard shoulder while this guy nearly fell out of the car with oh. his ass out the window. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So <laughs> these the t- are the dangers. They're the dangers, people. If you're going to moon somebody in the passenger seat, <laughs> make sure you're holding on tight and you don't slip and grab the steering wheel and pull it down, oh. immediately turning the car left at n- oh, about no. 75 miles an hour. Oh, that's terrible. It- that's very poor. For somebody who was driving like myself, yeah, I've never really recovered, Rob. No, <laughs> it was it was, no um, it was like whoa. Anyway, yeah. Um. By the way, people, get your Jack Link's beef jerky. If you got on a long plane ride tomorrow, mm. like Rob, mm. make sure you get a mountain of Jack Link's beef jerky to yeah. keep your company all the way through. Along with London. the plane food. Along with the plane food that you'll quite like plane food. Yes. What always got me is when we flew Air India and they gave us a curry at 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that For was breakfast. Good. The breakfast curry. Yeah. On a plane. That was interesting. <laughs> but there you go. Well, Rob, safe trip. Cheers. Have a good one. Remember, if you do take Jack Link's Beef Jerky on the plane, you will be in the company of astronauts, people! Because Jack Link's Beef Jerky is the food of astronauts and plane goers. Without doubt. Enjoy the trip. We might well catch up with you. We might do a Where's Rob, like we nearly <laughs> threatened to do with last time you went away. Yeah. The show will... It's be pretty hard if I'm not, I'm not social... It's my first social media post for first time in four years. We use day. WhatsApp and stuff. We'll, oh, we'll yeah, get yeah. you. We'll Figure get you. Out. Don't worry about that. All so right. do enjoy your trip. Uh, hopefully you will get to the cricket and the Tour de France, possibly when you're in France. Definitely or not. Do yeah. something. Cricket, I'll go. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, well, apart from that, we will miss you, probably. Yeah. The show will probably get exponentially better. It will probably include Un- a lot more sport in the next couple of weeks, no doubt. But Sorry about go. that, people. Yeah, no worries. Thanks to Jack Link's Beef Jerky. It's the best beef jerky on the planet. Whatever you're doing this long weekend, it's a long weekend in Melbourne this weekend. So uh, get yourself some Jack Link's Beef Jerky. This has been episode 251 of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. See you next week. No, you won't. Oh, see you in a month. Thank you.